Hello and welcome to the story of us. The following is a collection of short stories written by yours truly. The characters are completely fictional, but the stories are based on real life events. History, though, is just that, a collection of stories. So I welcome you to immerse yourself in these stories, to learn more about the history of the United States, of Latin America, and more importantly, of yourself. I made the choice to write these stories to give you a better understanding of history. To make you understand the emotions, the lives of these people, your people. With that said, welcome to the story of us. Pa el Norte. El Norte. Sofia has heard about this wonderful place many call El Norte. Although she has never left her hometown of Las Margaritas in the state of Chiapas, Mexico, she dreams of one day visiting the magical place. However, this dream is overshadowed by the poverty which haunts Sofia. Her current circumstances are a result of events that took place hundreds of years before she was born. She comes from the nation of the Zeltalmayans, who have been affected by it the most. They have gradually lost many lands, and many of her people have resorted to joining the Zapatista Revolution. People from her village are willing to fight against the Mexican government because the few lands that belong to her people are being threatened. Sofia does not want to get involved in the fighting. She is a single mother, and she can no longer go to school. The opportunities for work are very limited in her village. Sometimes she has to go to her neighbor's homes and they provide her with meals. She has her parents, but they are very old and all of her siblings have left for Norte. Whenever they can, they send her money. But with a child, that is not enough. Sometimes she thinks about the journey to this place, but is scared to leave her parents and the child by themselves. With the way things are in her village, she thinks to herself, ¿Cómo quisiera ir para el norte? Quiero estar con toda mi familia. Yo sé que no se puede con la criatura, pero a lo mejor mis padres podrían cuidar a mi partín por un ratito mientras les mando unos centavos. Her parents know how difficult it has been for Sofia and understand that the journey is not an easy one. One of her brothers, Emmanuel, never made it to the United States. No one really knows what happened to him. They are still processing the disappearance of her son. There are reports of people getting kidnapped on the way to El Norte, women getting sexually abused, or people disappearing, never to be seen, just like Emmanuel. Most do not have the money to pay for a coyote. If they are not victimized, los federales harass migrants who do not look Mexican. They are often mistaken for Central Americans, many times are deported to a country they had never been to. People from Chiapas often experience this and get treated like same class citizens by their own government. 
Those who manage to make it through all these obstacles have to meet La Migra, or sometimes Avachos, who shoot at them if they attempt to escape their border patrol agents. From Sierra Vista, Arizona, Kenneth, a retired police officer, spends his free time searching for immigrants entering the country unlawfully. He calls himself a patriot, and his mission is to stop undocumented immigration. He believes that undocumented immigrants should go through the process like everyone else if they want to immigrate to the U.S. He has expressed that most of these immigrants contribute to inflation and low wages, which ultimately hurt Americans. One day while at a rally, Kenneth expresses sentiments. It's my American right to protect this country from people who are breaking the law, are not interested in assimilating, and come to this country demanding privileges that we Americans pay taxes for. You tell him, Kenneth, yells the crowd in support of Kenneth's politics. I have not met one single illegal alien who has come here and made the country better. Sure. I hear so many people say that we should have compassion for them, but why should we? If we really have all these problems, why don't they fix their own countries? Why do they want to ruin our country? Yes, sir, replies the crowd. My great-grandfather built his old ranch by himself. He built his son by his own bootstraps. The Johnsons have been living off the ranch ever since. These illegals who come here want everything out of two of them. Democrats promised them free health care, affordable housing, jobs, you name it. And as long as we continue to have these commies run America, it will disintegrate. Typical racist, ignorant response, replies a counter-protester in the crowd. You failed to realize that Arizona was once part of Mexico. Have you ever asked yourself how your granddaddy got that big old ranch that you're so proud of? The counter-protester spurs into laughter. <laughs> your colonizer ancestors came into Mexico, killed my native brothers and sisters, and took the land by force. It is you who are the true legal. Listen, Kami, we didn't take anything we didn't earn. We paid $15 million for this land. Besides, this land was barren. Your ancestors didn't build anything on this land. They were still living like in the Stone Age when we arrived. The Mexicans didn't do anything better. They were too focused on converting people into Catholicism. But they failed to cultivate the land. A loud ooh is followed up. That's because my people weren't foolish enough to think that we could dominate the land. The land is sacred, and what you do has an effect on it seven generations that follow you. Listen, I'm here now. This is the United States of America, whether you like it or not. And as long as I'm living here, I plan to keep it like that. The crowd erupts again yelling, Get him out! Get him out! Get him out! Kenneth is not the only one who feels this way. Many people in his local town hold the same sentiments. They blame undocumented immigrants for the rise in the crime in Sierra Vista. They are concerned with the influx of not just human trafficking, but also drug trafficking. Back in Las Margaritas, Sofia has worked up the courage to tell her parents that she is leaving despite her parents' opposition. Although they have agreed to look after Martin, they do not support what they consider a suicide journey. Mija, si lo has pensado bien, 
In tears, her mother tells her. Si te ayudamos con Martincito, pero por favor, no lo hagas. Sofia's father will not even say a word to her. He is very disappointed with her decision. He cannot help but to think of his son Manuel. He has tears of anger and sadness, but his pride and mixed emotions will not allow him to voice what he feels. Sofia has no money for a coyote, but her family in the U.S. has sent her some money so she can ride the train to the border. A lot of her siblings live in Tucson, Arizona. Aquí se los encargo. Voy a regresar pronto y siempre les voy a mandar dinero. Los quiero mucho. Les prometo que sí voy a llegar al norte. Por favor, mija. Tiene que haber otra manera. No hay mamá. Es tiempo que me vaya para el norte. ¿Y qué le vamos a decir a Martincito? Dile que fui a un lugar muy mágico. Y cuando regrese, voy a regresar con muchos juguetes dulces, ropa y mucha comida para toda la familia. One last goodbye before she leaves. As she boards the train, she can see her little boy crying for her. He extends his arms toward her almost as if he knows what is going to happen to his mother. Sadly, she waves goodbye as the train departs for El Norte. Kenneth has been busy this past week. He has already reported many illegal crossings, more than usual, but he is dedicated to this duty. Posted at the mountaintop with binoculars, a sniper rifle, and a big jug of water, Kenneth looks for any suspicious activity. Lately, there has been a lot of criminal activity near the border. The Mexican drug cartels have been using immigrants to traffic their drugs. A lot of the migrants end up lost in the desert and have no way of making it back over the other side. These cartels take advantage of these illegals. It's gotten so much worse now that they use these desperate people to carry out the dirty laundry, says Kenneth. He communicates this back to his fellow Minutemen over the radios. Be alert. Be ready for anything, folks. Sophia is now on the train, wiping away the tears from her face. If all goes well, the trip should, is supposed to take about 2.5 days. She cannot stop thinking about her family. She notices that a lot of the people are carrying their belongings and wonders if they are too heading to El Norte. It is in that moment that a young couple catches her attention. They lock eyes and immediately Sofia looks away. The young woman then approaches Sofia. Va pa'l norte, verdad? Sofia does not reply. No tenga miedo, venga. Este es mi esposo y mi criatura. ¿Cómo te llamas? Sofía, she replies. Pues mucho gusto, Sofía. Yo me llamo Carmen y mi esposo se llama Benjamín. Nosotros también vamos para el norte. ¿Pero con la criatura? Asks Sofía. Sí, answers Carmen. We have made this journey before and when I was pregnant with our baby, she was born in Arizona. Oh, wow. Did you say Arizona? That's where I'm going? Yes. We have a home there, but we got deported when our daughter was six months old. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe I could tag along until we get to Arizona? Of course. We know how difficult this journey is, so we will definitely keep you company. Sophia is overcome with joy. Her anxiety eases for the moment as she speaks with a young couple. 
They share stories about their villages, childhood, family, etc. They do so until Sophia falls asleep. Sophia wakes up the next morning as the train comes to a complete stop. We will stop for one hour, then the train will leave, with or without you, says the conductor over the intercom. What's going on? asks Sophia. Oh, the train stopped, so we can get some breakfast. Come on, let's go eat. Sophia and the couple stop at the nearest restaurant. It smells delicious. Sophia knows she needs to be careful with her money and not spend it too quickly. She has her eyes on a torta, salivating, she thinks to herself. I should probably just get some tacos de frijol. Carmen notices this and asks her what she wants to eat. Oh no, Carmen, I have my own money. It's okay. Nonsense, Sophia. I know you're eyeing that torta. It's on us. Uh, no, I can't do that. No worries. My husband and I made some good money in the Norte. It's on us. Sophia, with tears in her eyes, accepts the request. This was the best torta she had ever had. Perfect combination of warm frijoles with queso fresco was something she enjoyed very much. Wait until you get to Arizona and try the hamburger. What's a hamburger? asked Sophia. It's like a torta but with a gavacha twist on it. Sophia and Carmen both laugh, covering their mouths as they do. The train will be departing soon. Don't forget to show your ticket while boarding the train, says the conductor over the intercom. Well, I guess it's time to head back, says Sophia. Yes, we don't want to be stuck in Guerrero for too long. Our next stop won't be until we hit the border of Michoacan to get some rest, Sophia. Sophia doesn't remember when was the last time she felt dissatisfied with food. Tired from a full meal, Sophia decides to take another nap and falls asleep for a few hours. Carmen and Mejamin tell her to take her passport because the Federales had boarded the train. Take out your documents! Okay, says Sophia. One by one, the federal agents begin asking people boarding the train to take out their documentation. Finally, they approach Sophia and she shows them the passport. The agent looks at the picture and looks at Sophia for a long time. He then asks her, Where did you get this? Sophia is confused. What do you mean? She asks. Where did you get this document? Stop messing with me! I, I don't know what you mean. I've had it since I can remember. Oh, so you want to play games, huh? Get her out of the train, yells the agent. Stop, yells Carmen. She's not Central American. Oh, she's not, is she? Get out of the train, sing the Mexican National Anthem right now. Nervously, Sophia begins to sing. Mexicanos a grito de guerra, el acero presta y el bridón, y retiembla en sus centros la tierra, al sonoro rugir del cañón. Isn't that impressive? This stupid Indian actually knows the national anthem. I believe you. Get back on the train. Sophia then hurries back to the train, shaken from the fear she finds comfort in the arms of Carmen. Querías norte, no? Sofia, almost childlike, looks up at Carmen and rests her head on her bosom. Sofia, wake up again. Time to eat. Sofia wakes up once again. They make their way to another restaurant. Let's see what they have here. I'll get us this time, Carmen and Benjamin. Look at you, Sofia. We're not even in the U.S. and you're already acting like a gavacha. Pues, quise norte, no? They both laugh, 
trying to forget the traumatic experience from earlier. Just as Sophia begins to reach in her pockets, she realizes that her money is missing. Uh, where's my money? I, I can't find my money! It's okay, Sophia. It's probably in your bag. It's not. It's had it in my pocket. And what am I going to do now? Sophia, relax. It's probably back on the train in your bags. Go back inside and check your bags. Sophia runs to the train and takes out all her belongings. Now let's go eat. We'll grab you some food while you look for your money. Sophia takes all of her belongings out of her bag and cannot find anything. She begins to worry more. At this point, she is convinced that she has lost the money when the agent asks for her for documentation. What if I dropped it outside when the Federalists asked me to see my passport? Or maybe when you took out your passport, the money fell under your seat, says Benjamin. That's another possibility too, I guess. Finally, after almost an hour of stressing, Sophia begins to calm down and eat. Shortly after, she asks Garmin and Benjamin if they can watch her belongings. They agree to do so. When she comes back, she does not see the couple. But even worse, the train is gone. She immediately runs outside and begins to cry hysterically. The train is gone! I have no belongings! What am I going to do? Sophia! It's Benjamin and Carmen with her belongings. What happened to the train? When you went to the bathroom, we tried to stop it, but it took off without us. What? So now we're stuck in the middle of nowhere with no money? No. You're partially correct. We actually found your money. It was in your bags all along like we told you. Ay, bendito sea Dios. Thank you, thank you. Maybe we can find a hotel to stay in for the night and buy a new train ticket for the first thing in the morning, says Carmen. Yes, we can do that, says Sofia. Luckily, Benjamin knows Michoacán very well from his many trips to El Norte. Sofia accompanies Carmen, Benjamin, and her baby girl to the nearest hotel. When they arrive, the place looks like a dump, but she cannot complain. It will have to do for the night. It will be two dozen pesos, please. I got it, says Sofia. It's the less I can do since the both of you have been so helpful with me. They make their way to the room, and when they open it, Sofia realizes there's only one bed. Uh, this has to be a mistake, says Carmen. And Camin, can you go ask the clerk if they could move us to a different room? When Camin nods and makes his way back to the office. Godwin then tells Sophia, don't worry, sweetheart. Tomorrow, you'll be out of this dump and catching a ride straight to El Norte. Sophia smiles and waits patiently as Benjamin comes back. He opens the door and says, they have an extra room upstairs. Let's, let's go, ladies. The four of them make their way upstairs with Benjamin leading the way. He opens the door, but when he opens it, the room is dark and occupied by about 20 people. What is... Before Sofia can finish her sentence, Benjamin violently shoves Sofia into the room, making her hit the floor. They immediately slam the door and lock it behind her. Get me out! Get me out! Why are you doing this to me? Benjamin and Carmen walk back downstairs and give the child to the clerk at the front desk. Did she behave? the clerk. She practically only woke up to eat. This baby has been a godsend. She's making us all money. And she's living a much better life with us. As the couple walks away, Sophia's cries can be heard outside the hotel. Help! Her funeral attempt falls on deaf ears. 
Even those who know what happens in that hotel will not speak up. The last few weeks have been slow, but Kenneth still wakes up every morning with the same routine. He brews his coffee, polishes his rifle, and heads out to the border, ready to patrol. Ready, boys? We sure are. It's been awfully slow, fellas, says Kenneth. You can say that again, reply the men. What the heck are we going to see? Some action. Relax. Maybe this just means that we've been doing our jobs correctly. Y'all should be really happy. Yeah, yeah, replied the man. Kenneth and the men continue to converse, but their conversation is interrupted when Kenneth hits the brake with force. What the hell, Kenneth? We came out here to stop illegals, not die. Quiet, says Kenneth. He notices a young woman by herself, carrying a few bags with her in the middle of the desert. Oh, those are definitely drugs in that bag. Ain't no woman out here by herself trying to cross this border. Move in, boys. Kenneth makes the call over the radio. The vigilantes run toward the woman and point their guns at her. Drop the bags. Levanta las manos. Ay, por Dios, no, por favor, no. The woman drops her belongings on the floor shaking. Her body trembles as the men encroach her. Let's see what you got in here, holy moly. This must be at least 20 kilos of crystal meth. How did you get this? No say English, me no speak English. Donde got all those drogas? Por favor, ayúdenme. Estas drogas no son mías. Una gente loca me la dio y me dijo que si lo cruzaba me iban a recoger en el otro lado. Yo no más quiero estar con mi familia. What did she say, Kenneth? I'm not sure. I just understood that she said it's not her. She it must be another meal. Damn cartels. Keep using these illegals to cross the garbage. One of the men makes a call to report the attempted crossing. This is John speaking. We got ourselves another one, fellas. You best get down here and pick her up. She looks in bad shape. Who knows what these bastards did to her? Copy that, says the Border Patrol agent. <laughs> Kenneth and the man can obviously tell that she is in complete distress. Now, I've seen some messed up things around here, but never anything like this. I don't understand why these people keep making this trip. And alone as a woman? What have, could have possibly made her make that choice? Says Kenneth. That's not our problem, Kenneth. We got a border to protect, and it's not our responsibility to fix us God-forsaken countries. Let the INS deal with her. We did our job. No inglés, por favor, ayúdeme, no me he comido en dos días. Kenneth cannot understand what the woman is saying. Another lost legal, boys. Just hold her here until the authorities arrive. Sophia has been sitting in this detention center for about two days now. She does not know anyone here. She hasn't had the chance to speak to anyone in her family for about a week now. She knows he must be worried. She thinks about Emmanuel and wonders if he too was captured by the Gabachos. The Border Patrol agent asks Sophia where she is from. She says she is from Las Margaritas. It is a problem because that does not give them a specific location. The agent thinks she is Central American, maybe from Guatemala or Honduras. 
She explains to them that she is Mexican, but all of her belongings were taken from her when she was locked up that got off a hotel. Where do you think she's from? Just by looking at her, I want to say she's Guatemalan. She sounds Central American. Two agents discuss with each other. One of them is a U.S. citizen of Mexican descent. His name is Robert Chavez. His great-grandparents immigrated to the U.S. during the Mexican Revolution. Border crossings were nowhere near as dangerous then, and there were no walls, as there are in Sofia's time. He knows very little Spanish, but he can tell the difference between the dialects of Mexicans and Central Americans. Sofia's Spanish is not the greatest, either since Sotal is her primary language. Yo pienso que mientes, Sofia. Tú eres de Guatemala. Yo ni conozco a Guatemala. Yo soy de las Margaritas. Get her out of here, says Chavez. Make sure she gets a ticket to the deepest part of Guatemala for lying. That should keep her from coming back. Les juro que yo no miento, por favor. Ya no más quiero estar con mi familia. After a few days, Sofia boards a bus. She knows that her journey to El Norte ends here. She accompanies other migrants who fail to make the crossing, all of them with a look of disappointment. Once again, Sofia begins to think about her family and begins to cry. Well, at least I'm going back home to Las Margaritas, Sofia thinks to herself. As the bus drives away, the screen reads, Final Destination, Guatemala City. <laughs>